O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1-1 in Hebrew, that there is an Aleph Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly, Yeshua, the Aleph Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you are reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Aleph Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Aleph Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, doorway to the Olive Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Olive Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Terumah, and it means offerings. Exodus 27, 1-8 You shall make the mitzbayah of acacia wood five amot long and five amot wide. The mitzbayah is to be square and three amot high. Make its horns on the four corners, the horns to be of one piece with it and overlay it with copper. Make the pails for removing its ashes, as well as its scrapers, basins, flesh hooks, and firepans. Make all of its utensils of copper. Make for it a grating of meshwork in copper, and on the mesh make four copper rings at its four corners. Set the mesh below, under the ledge of the mitzbayah, so that it extends to the middle of the mitzbayah. And make poles for the mitzbayah, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with copper. The poles shall be inserted into the ring, so that the poles remain on the two sides of the mitzbayah when it is carried. Make it hollow of boards. As you were shown on the mountain, so shall they be made. Mark 3, 31-4, 
there came then his, Yeshua's brethren, and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling him. And the multitude sat about him, and they said to him, Behold, your mother and your brethren outside seek for you. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brethren? And he looked round about on them which sat around him, and he said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother. And he began again to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered to him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship, and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and said to them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some a hundredfold. And he said to them, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him about this parable. And he said to them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. And that seeing that they may see, and not perceive, and hearing, they may hear, and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said to them, Know you not this parable? And how then will you not know all parables? The sower sows the word, and these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the world's for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. 
and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that has, to him shall be given, and he that has not, from him shall be taken even that which he has. Psalm 37, 12-29 The wicked plots against the just, and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into smoke shall they consume away. The wicked borrows and pays not again, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell for evermore. For the Lord loves judgment and forsakes not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. Proverbs 10, 5 He that gathers in summer is a wise son, but he that sleeps in harvest is a son that causes shame. I'd like to speak to you today from our New Testament reading from the book of Mark, Mark chapter 3 and 4. And there's two big principles or takeaways that I want to pull and glean out of these two chapters. The first is the question that Yeshua addresses, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And we get really mixed up about this a lot. We love our families, our spouses, our mother, our father, our children, our grandchildren. We love them very much. Um, But there's also another family, and that family is the family of God those who love Yeshua and who follow his commands, who follow the Torah. And so Yeshua addresses this in Mark chapter 3, verse 31. There's a multitude all around him. And the disciples say to him in verse 32, Behold, your mother and your brethren seek you. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brothers? This is a typical Hebrew way of learning. You answer with a question. So he wants them to think about it. He looks all around, all about him, to those that are sitting about him, and he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers, 
verse 35 whosoever shall do the will of god the same is my brother and my sister and my mother now it's nice if we have that perfect little leave it to beaver kind of family and there are some people who have beautiful families with healthy loving relationships but a lot of times we have some brokenness in our families there could be someone in the family who is an alcoholic or a drug addict there could be someone who gets divorced and becomes very bitter there could be someone in the family who becomes offended with a mother or a father or a sister or a brother and they basically throw that family member under the bus and won't have anything to do with them all of these things are extremely painful and hurtful so now we're living in a day when as an example in the state of oregon the governor forbid families to gather for thanksgiving if there were more than five people and then she even encouraged neighbors to snitch on their next door neighbor to snitch on them and to tell and then the cops would come and give them a huge ticket so we're living in days now when there is uh, an evil dark deep state that is rising it's the beast system it's fully it's it's very much being expressed right now and there are people who have aligned with that beast system and with the deep state and some of those people might be even members of your own family now we're to love unconditionally and we're to forgive but at the same time we're to be innocent as a dove but wise as a serpent so if you have a family member that perhaps is lined up with the extreme liberals with the deep state um, they're probably not someone you can trust likewise there are others in your fellowship group whether you stay in touch over zoom or over the phone or if you meet in person underground in a home and those people who love yeshua and who are following his torah and are led by the holy spirit they are people that you want to develop the relationship with further because you know what we are called to lay down our lives for the brethren and when persecution heats up and it's already here but when it heats up we are to uh, look out for each other and have each other's back so now i want to go on to the parable that yeshua spoke on the parable of the sower and it's a rather famous one but if you've ever been like say to a school and all the classrooms are locked and they have doors that are locked the janitor has a master key and the janitor with that master key can open any door in the school any any classroom so this parable is like a master key it opens up all other parables you see the bible or the torah is written in code and one of the ways that it's written in code is it's written in parables and so if you only read the parable at the peshat or the surface level you will miss the deeper richer meaning of that parable and it's that way on purpose Yeshua wants those who are really, truly seeking him with all of their heart 
for them to get the deeper meaning at the remez and the drash and the sod or the heart level. So he talks about this parable of the sower and that the seed falls on four different kinds of soil. The first falls on uh, off to the shoulder of the road and some birds come along and eat it all up. And then some more seed falls among thorns and the seed gets choked out and yields no fruit. The third seed falls on good ground. Oh, or another one is the seed falls on stony ground where there was not much earth and immediately it sprang up. But when the sun came out, it was scorched and it had no root and withered away. And the fourth seed fell on good ground and yielded fruit that sprang up thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. So then Yeshua explains and unpacks this parable for his disciples. And he also lets them know this is the master key. That this parable is a parable of all parables. That it's through this parable that you can understand all other parables. And so initially he explains that those that are the seed that's sown on the wayside, this is where the word is sown, but when they first hear the word, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So here's something we can glean from that. Maybe you have a close friend or a family member that that's where they're at. You can hear the word and immediately this Hasatan comes and just snatches it right out of their heart. If that's what you've discerned, be praying. Be praying for that person that God would begin to soften that stony heart so that their heart would be in a condition that can receive the word. Okay, then the next kind of soil. Stony ground. Those who in immediately hear the word and they receive it with gladness. But verse 17, they have no root in themselves and they endure for a time. But afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Has that ever happened to you? We've probably been through all four of these soil or heart conditions. Can you think of a time in your own life when you initially received the word with gladness and joy, but then persecution came and you got offended? I can certainly think of a time when that happened in my own life. So we, we probably all have experienced all four of these soil conditions or heart conditions. The third the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of, of life choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. That's the seed that falls among thorns. So if we have a lot of cares of life, then the word gets choked out. So again, if you recognize this in yourself or in others, pray and ask the Lord to remove the thorns and the weeds, and the things that choke out the Word of God in your own life, or perhaps in a family member's life. And then finally, this, the soil that is good soil, 
and it produces a crop of 30, 60, and 100 fold. That's the kind of soil, that's the kind of heart that we want to have, a heart that is ready to receive. Now, you know, the soil, the heart that has uh, lots of thorns, that can also represent distractions. And one of the biggest distractions that I think that is out there that distracts us away from our relationship with Yeshua and his word is computers and internet, spending too much time on Facebook, spending too much time with video games, spending too much time just surfing the net, lollygagging. It can, it can become hours. An hour can go by like it's just five minutes. We get distracted with all of these cute little apps and technology and texting, Twittering, being on Facebook, looking at all these apps for the weather and this and that and the other, and we can get really distracted very quickly. So that's why it's important that when you have your private time with the Lord or your devotional time, that you it's like go go to a special place and close the door. If you have a closet, turn it into a prayer closet. If not, you can take a corner of your bedroom and that little corner can be that. Pl- it's a special place, your place of meeting where you meet with him, where you spend time in prayer, in the word and in worship, where you can close the door to the noise and the din, the chaos and the confusion of the world and just have some peace and quiet with him. Now, if you're a young single mom or married mom, even for that matter, with young children, that can be very difficult to find that time. Susanna Wesley had, I think, something like 15 or 17 children. And what she would do is she would go in the bathroom, close the door and put her apron over her head. And she would be in the bathroom and that would be her quiet time alone with the Lord for a few minutes. Go in the bathroom, shut the door, and go under her apron. So I know another woman who actually has a little pup tent. And it's set up in her bedroom. And whenever mom is inside the pup tent, the kids and the husband know, leave mom alone. Mom is having prayer time with the Lord. She's having her quiet time with the Lord. You can be creative, but make a special place where you can meet with him. And a special time. Now, it doesn't have to be exactly the same time every single day. You can be flexible. If you're a night owl and your best time is at night, spend time with him in the evening. If you're a morning person and your best time is early in the morning, then maybe your time with him is going to be first thing in the morning. Make a time and make a place. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai Vikuneka Yisah
Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>